felt so right. Hey y'all, happy new year. Oh yeah, happy new year. Um, it's the year of our Lord, 2023. I can't believe that. Like, it, we're elderly. Isn't it 2019? <laughs> it's, it's forever like 2010 to me. <laughs> the year this movie was made. <gasps> oh, 2010, I was 19. I was 19. I guess I was however many years older than you. I am. I don't know. Three? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. It's a mystery to us both. It is a mysterious mystery. Welcome to the Spooky Succubus cast, an anti-racist, anti-capitalist, intersectional feminist, communist podcast about horror movies. This week we are covering a non-classic to celebrate the non-cold weather because of global warming, Frozen, (laughs) not the Disney classic, but instead the Adam Green non-classic horror flick from 2010. So we picked this movie... Um, yeah, because it's cold, basically. And I thought about this movie because I was talking about it with some, like, co-workers recently. And I was like, oh, I remember seeing that a long time ago. Not Little did I know that it's written directed by Adam Green of the Hatchet Infamy. I didn't know that. When infamy. We, infamy. The I w- dialogue <laughs> does reveal that that is what it is. Yeah. But like... So, this movie is so bad. It was so boring. I think that it was like his attempt to be serious. Like more... Because it's more serious seeming Can I ask than you something? Hatchet. Is yes. it internalized misogyny that we just keep picking these shitty, shitty movies made by men? Uh, Do we need to like deprogram or something? We might need to yeah but i okay number one one of the problems is who gets greenlit who gets money to make movies white guys yeah so like there's chances are we're gonna pick more movies made by written and directed by white guys than by anyone else any other subcategory of humans so it's unfortunate we gotta i need a here we are we we have to never do an Adam Green movie again. This is our self-sworn promise On to my ourselves. honor. Yeah. On my honor. <laughs> he is risen. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, it and was I don't super bad. Remember So it this movie is predicated on two things that would never happen. <laughs> One is a ski lift, just like a bunch of people not checking the ski lifts at a resort before it closes for like five days. Um and two, like, rampant wolf attacks in North America. So both of those things are pretty much like a point oh 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 one percent chance <laughs> that it would happen. That it would ever happen. I, and yeah, like I said, I think he was trying to make something, like, really scary. Like a new uh, fear of, like, freezing to death outside. They don't even freeze to death. That's the other thing. Nobody freezes to death. They get eaten by any wolves. Any second they were going to be dead. I know. They should be called Wolf Attack 3000. <laughs> I, know, like, I don't understand. <laughs> no, like, okay, she oh gets God. frostbite and her hands frozen to the thing. But number one, dude, okay, we should just get why into was, it. Why was, why you, okay, yeah. Wear your fucking also, gloves. Would... What? Well, she lost a glove, but then I was like, put, why? We'll get into this. Put your but why didn't, Why didn't Dan give her a glove? He knew he was going to, like, either be dead or, you know, on the way to get help. So. 
Um, yeah, maybe he thought he needed them, but I don't you know. Should... <laughs> All right, we'll get into it at the end. We'll get I... into it. Their strategy for survival horrible. Okay, so we I open. Know. <laughs> uh, it's 2010. We open on a screeching, the screeching gears of a ski lift. Then rock music, as told me by the captions, plays us into the live. Also, can of... I just say, I thought this was also going to be predicated on a, sca- a chairlift breaking down, but like, no, that no. doesn't happen either. Which would make more sense, like if it, like, I don't know. Maybe the there was like a huge storm coming and the ski resort was struggling to get money, so then they wanted to keep people skiing, but then it broke down. That would make more sense to me. You but just no. wrote a better movie in like fifteen seconds Snapped than what we up. just watched. Um, okay, so rock music plays us into the lives of Parker, played by Emma Bell, who I know from The Walking Dead, who played one I of the early do, deaths. I do recall her from she was like Maggie's sister, right? Yeah. In the early, yeah. Or I remember somebody's her. sister, yeah. Uh, Joe, played by the, Sean They were like Ashmore. the farm girls, right? Yeah. She was like... It might be the annoying like, blonde da- one who had a thing for the old guy. My daddy will help you. He's a veterinarian, that girl. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I haven't watched it <laughs> well, so was- <laughs> like we're getting further away from it. <laughs> um, and then Dan, poor... Played by Kevin Zagers. <laughs> A poor thing. I was like, I literally was like, there's no way Zac Efron is this old. Like, how is he in this movie? Is he a time traveler? Um, but no, it's just a guy that looks like, it's freakishly like him. Who is like 10 years older than him and half as successful. I it sucks. It's just sucks. It sucks. I feel really bad. I'm sure. But like I said, I'm, he's a white guy. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's made plenty of money enough to have a comfortable living and then some. I know him from Transamerica. Do you remember that movie? No. Uh, Felicity Huffman plays a trans woman. Red flag number one. And that is a huge red flag. This is her, like, Kevin Zagers is her, um, like, long lost son or something. I don't know. But then she doesn't tell him that he's her son until it's too late and then he like accidentally hits on her or something it's re- and they're like going they're like road tripping across america to somewhere i haven't seen it in a long time but uh, okay <laughs> it's been, i might be explaining that wrong but that's how i that's that's my claim to kevin zager's poor thing so they are waiting for a shift change of the ski lift operator so that they can get on the lift without paying because they don't have the money, even though I guess I don't know. They're all I'm, university they kids. They kind of make it who... sound like Dan has generational wealth, and he's just sort of like making a shitty. Yeah, like, it's like a game. But also, that was a huge plot point for like a virtually no reason. I was like, are we supposed to be like mad that they cheated the system so they deserve to get eaten by wolves? Yeah, it was weird. I guess to like set up the scenario that no one would know they were on the ski lift. Uh, so oh, yeah, there's no paper trail, right? Yeah, so they send Parker to flirt with the guy, the ski lift operator guy, but he's grumpy. She offers him uh, 50 bucks, but ends up giving him all of Dan's $100. While she's off, Joe and Dan argue about him spending too much time with her because she's his girlfriend. Joe's How dare lo- he? Joe's in love with Dan. So when was- he was explaining his, like, who he's in love with. I really thought it was going to be a big reveal. It's Dan. I thought he was going to be like, I'm gay, it's Dan. Yeah. Also, fun fact, uh, Adam Green's real-life best friend is named Joe Lynch. Uh, do you need 
to explore that relationship? I think so. Are you in love with your best friend? Do you yes. need a therapist? Um, yes, to all three. Nine uh, one nine <laughs> one one. <laughs> um, Joe thinks that the skiing is their thing, um, and she can't even ride properly because she's got a vagina. Um, things. What a dumb slut, slutty slut bitch, right? Uh, yeah, what a bitch. Uh, things get a little tense once they're on the lift. Parker wants more affection from Dan, and Joe says that Parker makes Dan's life suck. Um, presumably because she's got a vagina and he likes men. I uh, guess. Parker also makes the huge mistake of trying to talk about her life and make conversation, um, which is banned on ski trips. Not allowed. Suddenly the she list... She was like, wow, I have a lot of reading to do. And he was like, why don't you Shut just the fuck uh, actually off. kill yourself instead of doing reading? <laughs> Um, the list suddenly stops and Joe immediately starts yelling and making a scene for no reason. Uh, they get off and Dan advises Parker to wear a helmet since she's still learning. Uh, Joe runs over, skis over. Like, responsible. I thought it was responsible too. I thought they should all be wearing helmets, but that might have helped later on with the wolves, but hey. Uh, (laughs) yeah, no, good point. I mean... (laughs) Joe, they really went for the face. So. They he, they went for the face. Uh, Joe helps a girl tighten her snowboard boots because she can't do it because she's got a vagina. Um, and her and then a guy pulls up on them and gets upset and pushes him. Uh, then we get a snow sport montage of Parker falling and Joe being frustrated. They have dinner in the cafeteria and we see a really weird missing persons poster on the side of the coffee machine, which I thought was going to lead to something, but it did not. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. I was like, is this a a rash of ski lift attacks? I'm confused. Well, I thought maybe there it was like supernatural and there was some kind of like (laughs) time vortex wormhole. I don't know. (laughs) I thought there was something. I thought something Something substantive. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And while Parker is getting coffee, Joe voices his want to do more advanced slopes. But she overhears him and offers to stay behind and doesn't even seem upset about it. But they're all like, no, no, no. We were kidding. It's totally fine. We weren't even saying you were bad. And it's boring. I know. Us. I was like, yeah, stay in the lodge. That sounds like, nice. I Give me a drink. I'll hang out. Read a book. Yeah. You don't need book me. Exactly. Around. Mm-hmm. Um, all three go back out anyway. And Joe finds the girl from earlier. She confesses that the guy is her ex. And they make plans to meet up next weekend. And he gets her number. Uh, They want to go on one last run, but they're closing the lift because of bad weather coming in. The operator gives them one last ride as a favor. After they get on and ride away, the operator gets called into the office for a scheduling conflict conflict and asks a coworker to watch the lift and wait for the last three riders to come back. Three guys come down and he mistakes them for our band of idiots and they shut down the lift. I, I mean, it's like... Fair. Yeah, it's a fair thing. And the other guy had to get the weekend off for his brother's bachelor party. Um, I mean, yeah, the fatty, disgusting, fat, fat ass did I have know, to do that. I know, gross. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dan immediately starts speculating about the worst ways to die. He thinks seeing a shark attack coming in is the worst. Parker reminisces about 9-11 footage and jumping to your death. Being <laughs> all I, kinda, over being I real. laughed. I, I did too. Nine eleven like, isn't person. funny. It's not. Um, yeah. And then Joe gets nerdy with snarlack pit 
Star Wars reference? It's, I don't know what that is. It's a... Uh, um, something about being digested over years yeah, and years. It's like a hole that you can fall into in Star Wars. So I guess that's what it a is. A pit of some sort. Uh, when the lights go it out... Actually, I think it looks super vaginal. If you... Um, of course. If you Google it. Yeah. <laughs> you know men. Um, the, they turn the lights out on the ski resort and uh, Parker says is immediately in panic mode uh, and realizes they've forgotten them. She starts to freak out, and Dan gets pissy but apologizes. He says they'll get down eventually, and they can't just leave them up there. But it's Sunday, and the resort doesn't open again until Friday. Oh, no. Uh, Parker and Joe have to pee, and so he pisses over the side, but she holds it. Then, again, like, this was, like, a huge piece of the story, and nothing comes from it. I thought her, she was going to get frozen to the seat or something. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Nothing happens. <laughs> then a huge gust of ice blasts over them uh, and gets little frosticles on their upper lips and eyebrows. Uh, Snowplow passes underneath them, but he doesn't see them. Uh, and I was like, drop a fucking ski. Drop a ski. Drop a ski. Drop a snowboard. Do something. Uh, they tried to, but they were bad at it. I would have been waited. like, snowboard, snowboard at the windshield imme- immediately. Immediate. He can't hear you inside no. the ski lift. You're way up You're in the air. You're wasting a lot of time screaming when you should be throwing things. things. Yeah, so exactly. He, he gets a call on his radio to come back to base, and he starts to reverse. They finally start dropping shit on him to get his attention, but he only kind of sees it out of the corner of his eye and dismisses it, and then he's preoccupied reversing. Plus, it's a windstorm, it looks, so... looks hard to reverse in his defense. Right. I feel like maybe going forward and turning around in a bigger spot would have been easier, but whatever. I don't know. I don't what operate do ski lifts. Or ski plows. Snow plows. Uh, Joe tries Snow to distract ski them. Plows. <laughs> Snow ski plows. Uh, Joe tries to distract them with, like, I don't know, his favorite cereals and celebrities he would have sex with. Um, But Dan wants to make a plan. His cereal Uh, list was... Lucky Charms. Horseshoes, specifically. Why do you have a specific marshmallow? Yeah, they all taste the same. And Cinnamon Toast Crunch is, like, pretty good. But Crunch Berries, I don't know. It just didn't seem like there was enough variety to me. It's true, yeah. I I do like Cap'n Crunch. It's true. Yeah, sure. It cuts the roof of your mouth, but whatever. I haven't had it in a long time. It sounds kind of good right now, actually. But Sometimes the roof of your mouth is going to get cut. Like, it's not It's a part it's of not life. your fault. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, he's, so Dan sees how red Parker's face has gotten, and he decides that he has to jump and save them before they get frostbite and free, freeze to death. Um, he does it uh, without much thought uh and then gets two compact compact fractures in both Why? of his legs okay also the shot of him like shooting down and you just see his little legs like hanging but like okay so i'm happy to report that i quickly googled um how to fall without hurting yourself actually Tailbone. googled how to fall how to fall without breaking your legs and there is a handy um, guide on lollyinsurance.com <laughs> because your insurance company doesn't want you to break your legs. And all of this I was not surprised by. So tuck your chin, lower your head, and, mm. you know, bring your arms to head level for protection. And then turn so you land on your side. side and yeah. stay, stay in motion the whole time. 
always bend your arms and knees and twist like in the air so that you don't like think you can break your fall with your legs like he is a skier he's like an outdoorsman he should know these basic pieces of information about falling i yeah i was just like you're going straight down like you're you're like you're not i would have just been like a little ball yeah i feel like yeah instinctively i would have tucked myself into like like a smaller even if i did land whatever happens at least i'll have legs you know (laughs) yeah i I was yeah just like confused it was just like it was number one unbelievable unbelievably silly that someone would do that like (laughs) no anyone would know not to do that they could have made the plan to wait until morning and then joe and dan both get to the stairs you know they knew there was there so they knew there was a ladder on one of the like posts nearby there they have ski like scarves they can climb with Mm -hmm. they have they still have functional legs they have their ski poles like they have things they can utilize to make it from their chair to like two chairs over so they can climb down a ladder but what unfolds is unbelievable yeah (laughs) uh so yeah so he bone shooting through his legs uh he's screaming and screaming screaming abby was like having so much comedy screaming uh it was peak (laughs) comedy it was so funny (laughs) uh he's also like pissed they're like can you feel your legs and he's like are you okay can you move he's like no i can't move i'm gonna bleed to death she says it could be worse and he's like how (laughs) (laughs) just scared freaky Uh, uh, so Parker immediately is like, I'm going to come down after you. And he's like, no, don't come down after me. Um, they ask Like, if, why would you? No, it no. didn't work. Stupid. Yeah. Did you not just see what happened to this guy? Like, my legs are fully broken. <laughs> uh, I no longer have legs. Like, what? So they throw Goodbye down legs. scarves um, and gloves to make a tourniquet. He does it, um, but he's screaming and screaming the whole time. Joe says he's going to climb the chairs and the cables until he can climb down the ladder and get to the ground. Uh, But they have to, like, break away the ice on the cable and the chair first. They hear wolves howling because everyone's screaming. Uh, Joe decides he has to go now and quickly. His initial attempt to get up, uh, he slips. And then... uh, Dan is kind of covering his face so the ice doesn't pelt him and suddenly there's a wolf on the scene. Parker scares it away by throwing her board at it, but it howls, um, calling more wolves to him. Uh, Dan can't feel his legs, which is not a good sign. Parker no, has... No, he's like, guys. <laughs> I can't feel my legs. Is that a bad thing? And they're like, no, you're bad? fine. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. Um, Parker has frostbite and keeps touching it because she's stupid. Um, I probably would do the same. Like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, but Dan or Joe is ready. to. He's on the move again. He starts moving but sees the wolf circling Dan and gets back into the chair. Um, Dan calls out for Joe to to stop Parker from looking, and then everybody is screaming um, as Dan gets eaten alive by wolves. They never... I really wanted to see the aftermath, but for some reason in this movie, they were very precious about showing us the remains of Joe being... or Dan being eaten by a wolf. Like, they never panned down to it, and, like, 
You never it, like it all you see is his little hand. Right. I feel like it could because yeah, they, they, we see they Joe's probably shot it and it looked shitty. Yeah, stupid. So they cut it out because yeah, then we see his movie. little fingies in the snow like sticking up perfectly, and I was like, hello. Um, but yeah, we don't see like the full body shot, even though we're directly above him, like our vantage point. But whatever, it's yeah. So. Um, Okay, so Parker, the cables cut through Joe's gloves and he doesn't think he can attempt another climb. Parker starts to blame Joe for Dan's jump and they start to argue. He blames her for everything and then she apologizes. Uh, Why is she apologizing? What are you sorry for? Dan's a grown adult who decided to jump feet first. He decided to jump feet first. Ten stories above the ground. Yeah, like a hundred foot fall with his little ankles. Like, it's so not your fault. And he's unhinged. Yeah, like completely (laughs) ridiculous. Um, But for whatever reason, she's like, I'm sorry. No. Joe doth protest too much about like whose fault this is like come on dude um parker talks about her uh the girl he's gonna call when they get and go on a date when they get out away from the situation and then she tells a very sad story about her puppy starving to death waiting for her <laughs> i actually was like that is so sad. I, yeah that's yeah. the that's the like best that's the only thing that made me feel part anything yeah. Um, cuz I have that thought too is like how long would it take for someone to for get someone the dog? To... Yeah, I know. Knock on Oops, I knocked on wood and then the mic. So, uh so puppy's starving to death. She's crying. Morning dawns on our ski lift and Parker has fallen asleep with her bare hand on the rail. Preventable. And it's stuck. So she has to peel it off, like, very slowly. And it's all, like, frozen, bloody, whatever. Joe wants to try the climb again. But Parker says they should wait at least a couple hours. And then she finally pees her pants and cries some more. Joe tells a weird story about breaking up with a girlfriend. Again, it's, like, this long story about, like, finding a soulmate who has the same interests as him. And I thought it was going to be Dan, but some just some fucking chick who has Some a, girl named Annie who... Who has a boyfriend. <laughs> He broke up with her for no reason. He broke up with her because she was, like, ostensibly attracted to another man. He just just walked out on her, said, we're done. And then, like, that was that. And she was like, okay. So she started dating another guy. And he's like, like, I'm wounded. (laughs) uh, Yeah, what a little baby back bitch who has feelings for his best friend. Probably should explore that instead of, like, taking it out on some poor girl. So uh, Parker again says that she should have done something for Dan. And then Joe goes into the story of meeting Dan as a fat kindergartner who was pathetic and wanted his mommy, but they became friends anyway. He emphasizes that he was very fat. Like several times. Fat, fat, fat little child. Fit a little fatty, fat child. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It was weird and terribly written. I don't understand. This didn't make me, it didn't make me, like, sad. It didn't reveal any, like, details about about Dan. Dan Is that Dan's $100 is, like, more money than it is. Because he thinks thinks that this, like, you know, like. uh, Grants him full access. 
to this yeah, new resort. Yeah, he thinks this resort employee should be do, like licking his balls because he gave him a hundred dollars. It's when really he not could that lose much his money. job. Yeah, yeah, it's not seriously. that much money. Like he needs to go to his brother's bachelor party. He's the best man and you think a hundred dollars is enough to bankroll that like you're he's, out of your mar- mind he's got a lot on his mind you know maybe he's trying to cut out cigarettes maybe he just broke up with his girlfriend you know and you don't, don't know. think we didn't notice adam green that you coded him as the villain and we know you hate poor people because we've all seen hatchet well we've all the two of us on this call have seen We Hatchet. have like, a, us, everyone listening. Yeah. You think you can just slap camo on somebody, have them smoke a cigarette, and get us to hate them? Not going to happen, buddy. He's the most relatable character in this movie. Eat the, yeah, he's like, I Jesus, this wedding. He's like stressed. God, yeah. And he's like, has to deal with these fucking ski kids all the time. He's so like, fucking horrible. go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And then Dan also, what did he say? Oh, he, he, like, doesn't know the terminology for minimum wage. So he's like, why does he care? It's a minimal, minimal wage job. I was like, that is, like, a brief moment of class consciousness because you're right that he shouldn't really care about his minimum wage job and he shouldn't be, like, laying down his life for his employer. But also you're coming at it from, like, I don't care if he loses his job because he can just go get another shitty job. Jobs right. are shitty, shitty jobs. Like, it's like, why do you care? This doesn't apply to me so it can't be like someone else's lived experience let me exploit you you're already being exploited by your employer yeah you're already I'm being exploited exploit <laughs> exactly yes uh so dan's dead and nobody cares that's like they barely cry. i don't care i know I, I if i saw my boyfriend get eaten by wolves eaten and- alive by i would wolves. be catatonic uh, there's no way i'm just like yeah moving on. i would probably just like I mean, I probably would be like, I'm going to just jump. Like, what's the worst that can happen at this point? I'm just going to hang on this chair for a bit, for a couple days. They don't even give it. How long would it really take you to freeze to death? I think that they would have frozen to death the first night, to be honest with you, if it was really third. They were like, it's 30 below zero or something. First of all, it doesn't really get that cold in Vermont. Right. Um, I guess, like, I don't know that for sure, but... um. I think that the first night they probably would have just like quietly gone to sleep and she probably would have pissed her pants in her sleep the first Long night. Long ago. Long I also ago. think, yeah, if you fell asleep, you wouldn't be waking up, right? And that's yeah, what I, I thought. Yeah, I think he that just that like Joe, slowly slid. I thought he was dead the next morning. When they pulled, when they like panned over to her peeing her pants and him sleeping, I, I was like, He oh, really looked dead. dead. That was but the no. most convincing shot in the that movie. That would have been he wasn't even dead. <laughs> yeah. A way better storyline than her stuff. He froze to death, actually frozen to death, <laughs> and then she would be like, oh, in fuck, this movie. I gotta, I gotta climb this cable." Then it would have been like a hero journey of her climbing the cable with one hand. You know, it's like, but no. All we ask is that one person freeze to death in this movie. <laughs> it's called frozen. frozen. I need a <laughs> yeah. frozen death. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, after the fat boy story, uh, Joe's like, I I forgot at all where we were in this movie. (laughs) Joe's like, Dan can't die in vain. I have to try again, even though my hands are cut to shit. So like if he had not been eaten by wolves, he would never have had use of his hands again in his life. They would have been down to the bones. Sliced through the tendons. Yeah. Um, so he climbs the cable and then the chair that Parker's still in starts to like 
clingity clack and detach and i was like that would have been also like, a better idea good yeah like to shake unscrew it down. the all three of them trying to unscrew the chair at least to get one side down so they would be also, closer I to the ground like even if they fell in the chair on like a good amount of snow I think it wouldn't have been ideal, maybe some bruised tailbones, but I think it would have been like a better scenario, you know? And if you had, yeah, if you had one cable, like just just one side fall, and then you were in the chair, then you could all drop, like ladder drop together, right? I don't, like, yeah. there were so many better scenarios to then just like, let me quick hop out of this chair. <laughs> I was like, what? It was um, such a whack mess. Also, again, I know I texted you this. They had two scarves. Uh, They had (laughs) zip zip lines available to them. Just like you weren't, they weren't going that far. So it wasn't like super safe, but you're not going very far. You probably could have just like put the scarf over and like scoochie scooched down. I mean, it was a better option at least. I uses like basically bare hands. I mean, I don't have the upper body strength to pull myself along a cable. I know I don't. So I feel like my my course of action would be like, how do I fall from this height In a safely? way that I don't die. Yeah. yeah. That would, Which because there's no way I'm climbing ball. across the table. You but you got three ball. people. If the first one didn't like peace out of the situation so quickly, then you, they, you would have had three people thinking through scenarios. Working I know together. you're like hungry and dehydrated and it's cold. They didn't but, like, think 1%. No thinking occurred. Yeah. I was also waiting for like, um, the like paradoxical undressing to happen too. Like if they're experiencing, if they're like that cold, you would be experiencing hypothermia for a hundred percent for sure. I was sure. waiting for it too. Yeah. Uh, so but, silly. You know, I read okay, a lot so about the Detloff or Dyatlov path. Yeah. Well, I just remember I just watched that movie about, um, it was like a found footage movie about like students making a documentary about the Dyatlov Pass incident. And then I realized 30 minutes from the end that I'd already seen it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> but, but that's yeah, like they, a fascinating that story. That really happens. Yeah. Um, but OK, so nobody really we? knows what happened there. No. Kind of crazy. And they're like, I, would... I mean, it was like a weird storm and they all froze to death. Actually frozen to death. So... Or, like, fell and, like, hit their heads really hard and died. I don't know. So. At least somebody uh, froze to death in that In, in that, that scenario. Uh, so he, so Joe's climbing the cable. He gets to the next chair over. His hands are super cut up. The wolves are circling. I bumped the mic again. Uh, he calls for Parker to throw the ski pole so that he can have some defense against the wolves. But she misses because she's a girl. Um, he starts to climb. I didn't the- even. Also, that had no continuity because you can't see where she's aiming and you can't see where it falls. So you just see yeah. it fall in the snow, and he's like, "Oh!" And I was like, "Oh, is that not where it was supposed to go?" There's you're no going way to down tell. there anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he is climbing again. He finally gets to the pole. He's taking the ladder down. Um, the wolves immediately attack by themselves, which is also like wolves attacking again in a. In a- Pack, right? And they wouldn't do that unless they were A, rabid, B, very sick, or three, had a scarce hunger source. 
And the fact that it's a very well-populated area, they are timid and don't like to approach humans, and you know there are typically, like, hundreds of people there. Yeah. Why the F would they even be in that area? And like, snow makes, plows and skis and noise. Yeah, they would never be there. Zero logic. Um, so he gets to the ski pole and then like hits the wolf and it runs off. He gets the snowboard, starts sliding down, like sitting on it instead of strapping his feet into it for some reason. It was, he was like, you would go so was, much faster if you're standing on it. Right. You know how to snowboard. He knows how to snowboard. Well, yeah. he was skiing cause he thought snowboarding oh, yeah, he's was the skiing too elitist. You could figure it out. I mean, I think you would know how to do it. Yeah. It just uh, seems like that wasn't the way to go. And you would have definitely moved faster and been able to like navigate in a ziggy zaggy away from rabid wolves running at you. And you wouldn't be like on the ground already. Um, so he, he scoots his little butt out of the out it's of view. The shot of, of him Parker. just like scooting away out of view. The, the wolves chasing him is so funny. <laughs> I, I like actually laughed out loud so many times during this movie. It was like so cringy. I wasn't like laughing mostly because I wasn't. Also, was like painting because well, it was so when, boring. <laughs> when earlier in the movie, when Dan. It's like, oh, it's a wolf. And they're like, there are no wolves here. And he goes, I think I know a wolf when I hear it. (laughs) (laughs) That's when he gets so snarky. He breaks both of his legs and his personality changes. Yeah, exactly. He starts to really shine. (laughs) Uh, So so he scoots his little bit away. And then alone and frostbitten without male supervision, Parker decides that she's going to climb down. But the chair starts to fall off the cable, um, but stops just a few feet from the ground, which is ideal scenario. For some reason, it takes her a very long time to figure out that she should just jump from the chair. Uh, and, f- and when she, she finally do does, yeah. she doesn't move out of the way of the falling chair and it hits her ankle, foot-ish area. Uh, I don't know. She... They, the Wikipedia <laughs> synopsis said that her ankle was broken, but I didn't really understand It was like a weird, it, it just like, <laughs> fell, you just saw it fall on her and then you see her like ankle like tucked underneath it and I was like, okay, so I guess her okay. leg is hurt. Um, yeah, exactly. So she starts to crawl and scamper away through the forest and comes upon Joe's half-eaten body. The one wolf starts to... <laughs> they <laughs> put the entire, entire movie budget into, like, this Into wolf training? Work. No, into the, <laughs> like, eat the chewed-up body. That was, it like, was where like the very, whole budget went. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, like, why didn't we see Dan's body again? It was probably a terrible shot. So... Uh, and they probably... It just didn't work out. You're totally right. Um... So then the wolf is like growls at her, but then luckily they're busy chomping away on Joe. So she manages to get away. She makes it to the road, but a passing car doesn't see her. And she, even though her jacket is bright pink, I feel like. And she's like flailing around. <gasps> they saw her. Yeah. They just were like, uh, never mind. Like, gotta go. Peace. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of probably would have done the same thing. Uh, and then she lays down in the snow to take a little nap. Um, and then another car passes by and finds her, picks her up, and calls the hospital, saying he's on his way with her. The end. Fiend. Very nice. Uh, nice fellow. Um, he was like, you'll be okay. Don't worry. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't. It was bad. It was, like, not a great movie. It wasn't. It was still, like, 
It was kind of boring. It was pr- it was pretty boring. Uh, there, it was really dialogue heavy, and I know we use the and word the ham-fisted um, all the time <laughs> for Black Christmas a couple of weeks ago. But this, the dialogue was like, first of all, constant, and they never shut up long enough to freeze to death. Um, <laughs> I texted. I mean, like the concept is interesting. Like that concept of just being. You know, like stuck in a place with no recourse, but it's so unrealistic because it would never happen. And the wolf attacks really took me out. I was mad about that. And if this was like three, the dialogue was bad. If this was three compelling actors, you know, like it's kind of like the conceit of Saw, but Saw has like actual tension and like meaningful dialogue. And um, yeah, like you're it's, you know, a limited cast kind of forced into a situation where their recourse is limited, but this trio of actors was just, like, so not compelling. It was, like, it was just, like, three cardboard cutouts not freezing to death because they were getting eaten by wolves. (laughs) Yeah, I think nobody had chemistry. Nobody had line delivery. I think, like, the best, yeah, the best exchanges of dialogue are... Dan on the ground shouting up angry (laughs) things at the other two, like, no, I can't move! Like, Like, that was the best. his... Why would you think I can move? Yeah. They also were acting like they couldn't see his bones poking out. Like, I think you would know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's, yeah. Oh, I don't know how many feet above the ground, but like, I don't, how, how far above? Like 10 stories, seven stories, maybe? I just, also, I wrote this in my notes, but there were a couple of pine trees close by that they easily could have jumped squirrel. into. Like, squirrel jump. Yes, yeah, squirrel. The like, even if you, like, get banged up. Something is breaking your fall. On a branch. No. That, that was like, okay, maybe. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they were just more Anything. like. Anything. I don't know. It was just, and we see a lot of, you know, horror movies where you have to suspend disbelief because the things are just going to be a little bit silly sometimes. But <laughs> this made no sense. Yeah, this would no. like never happen. They have cameras. They would be checking that every single chair you know, was empty before closing for multiple days. And They're they definitely even say they have cameras. They say that. Yeah. And if it's a also... ski, you know, if a resort is closing for that long, they're definitely doing maintenance on the slopes. Like <laughs> Somebody would have been by. It just is so goofy. I, yeah, I feel like I was going to say something and I forgot what it was. I don't remember. Um. Oh, it's 2010. Well, and they would have had their phone. Like, I get phones aren't as, weren't well, he, as ubiquitous then. He makes the point then. of saying, like, I don't, I ski, I don't ski with my phone. But all three of them left their phone in the locker. People get into emergencies when they're skiing. People get hurt. Like, things happen. You should have a, like, lifeline to the outside world. I feel like Parker. Sonny Bono died in a ski accident, guys. Yeah. I feel like Parker would have had her phone. For sure. She had because her cigarettes. She had cigarettes, and she it was like her first or second time on a snowboard. Like she would have had, like, or to take pictures or something. I don't know. Like it was yeah. the BlackBerry era. Okay. Oh my god! Yeah, it was like the Sidekick era too. I just um. Oh, okay. Just... So both Adam Green and Joe Lynch were the guys on chairlift number one and two. They must have yes, been in that, I, like, scene. They were the ones that were like, yeah, man. Like, I thought they were actually going to be big characters. Like, 
you know, I thought it was going to be like all these little like different pods of people get stuck. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a kind of, you know, lost thing or something where they're all like trying to figure it out. And those guys were going to be like the stoner guys, you know, that die first or something. Again, you just wrote a better story than the (laughs) sun. And and the gal that plays Shannon is is Adam Green's wife. So I feel like Adam Green is working on being like Rob Zombie, but he's just like a very bad version of Rob Zombie. Like he's popping his wife into his movies. He has connections to metal bands. Oh, well, RIP that marriage. She probably realized he's a dick. Um... For some reason, he's, like, pretty familiar with Megadeth and D. Snyder and stuff. So I feel like he's just, yeah. like, trying to cultivate an image that never quite got off the ground, except for, like, the incels and the last podcast on the left host that, like, really like Hatchet. I don't I don't understand. Like, Hatchet was, like, maybe one of the most forgettable movies I've ever seen. The only thing I, I don't remember even really about remember. it is, like, boobies and classism. And they jump off the... Again, they're in a boat and they like don't make it to the rocks, even though they're like two feet away from them. Like, yeah, there's too just much like a lot of preventable deaths. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this movie. I mean, the dynamic is weird because it is like a super like gay dynamic. <laughs> like, it's like you think that the like ultimate you know kind of confession is that. Joe and Parker bond over the fact that they both like had romantic feelings for this man who's now gone. <laughs> but Again, like, a better story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like Joe, ha- I thought he was going to have a deathbed confession about being in love with Dan, but it's just like instead weird and, and boring like, and like nowhere going. And there is a ton of misogyny against Parker. Parker is as a final girl, like fine. I mean, she doesn't do anything. She doesn't she do does anything. Nothing. She, All we know is that she like easily kowtows towards these men because she's in this like position with Joe where she's like, I want my boyfriend's best friend to like me, so I'm willing to forego like basic human respect um, to accommodate his like beha- bad behavior. Like in the beginning when he's like, or when they're on this chairlift and he's like you don't have to make my life suck. You make Dan's life suck. If somebody said, if one of my friends said that to Caesar, I'd be like, who, who be the like, fuck are you? Like, what? Excuse me? Absolutely not. And then Dan's and just like, <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah, they're I, like no. so mean to Parker. And like she said, I wouldn't have come if I knew it was like this big of a thing. Like she's very like, Accommodating. Deferential to them. And, like, they're still just such dicks. And, like, maybe if we hadn't had to stay on the bunny slope all day, who said you had to, dumb fuck? And then <laughs> go to- both Dan and Parker give him a way out. He's Dan says, you don't have to stay with us the whole time. But Joe's like, no, I want to be with my best friend. And then Parker's like, I can stay <laughs> home. Like, I can stay back at the resort and you guys can go out without me. But, again, they're like, no, it's fine. You should come. Like, don't lie about what you want and then blame somebody else. I don't like Also then they were taking Parker on like the actual like run from the top. I mean dangerous. Her her dying on that would have been a better story too. Also better story. Yeah, I feel like this was screaming for a love triangle. Like you set three people up 
like two intimate relationships and like one strained acquaintanceship, right? It's like and then you kill like the per you the person it hinges on gets like immediately eaten by wolves. So the interpersonal dynamics are like zero percent, and there's like that brief moment of exploration where Joe says the quiet thing he's thinking out loud, like that it's her fault. But then he says, I didn't mean it, which is like the ultimate top five worst thing a man can say because yeah, you did like you meant it, you know? And yeah. And Parker does the same thing where she's like, almost says that it should have been Joe and not Dan who jumped, but then she doesn't actually say it out loud. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like the dialogue, it wasn't, it was so dialogue heavy and the dialogue was so bad and so boring and didn't explore any relationships. We know nothing about these three people. I don't care about them. Okay. Here's the movie. <laughs> Tell me. They freeze to death. Something bad happens at the ski resort. Like that so something really bad happens there. Like it's like a, a job scenario. Yeah, like a something happens, like the staff gets hurt or incapacitated in some way. While multiple groups are up on the ski lift. And then, just like in Yellow Jackets, like cult, you know, fringe groups start to form on the chairlift. People start murdering each other. You know, a select few make it out alive back into society. Bam. Better movie. Bam. Yeah, there's like, we get multiple, like a variety of death scenes. Not just two death by wolf. Death by wolf attack that we don't like. So boring. I I'm thought someone for the was going to get impaled on a ski pole, freeze yeah. to death, anything, head injury. I don't know. Head like, injury. I'm not watching Wolf Attack 3000. That's not what I signed up for. I signed up for Frozen. Speaking of which, are you ready for some wolf facts? Wolf facts with Abby. How? Okay. Uh, wolf Attacks. Their frequency varies with geographical location. Um, overall, the attacks are extremely rare. Wolves tend to live far away from people and have developed the tendency to skillfully avoid groups of people, so they really don't come around people. Um, there are very few historical records or modern cases of wolf attacks in North America where this movie is set. So this movie is set... No further north in North America than Vermont. Um, the last wolf attack in New England, as I said to Rebecca off air, it's a shocking <laughs> I was like date. 10 years ago. No, the last wolf attack that occurred in North America was circa 1761 in Bennington, Vermont. And it was because the wolves were very close to starving because of a food shortage in the area. The last recorded wolf attack at all in North America occurred in Alaska in the Kodiak um, region in 2010. So two wolf attacks on a well-populated ski resort in, like, southern New Hampshire. <laughs> Not... That, like I, we don't know how like far up it's supposed to be, but it's either like it's mid or place, southern yeah. New Hampshire. Like it just wouldn't happen. No they way. travel like they travel in packs far, far away from people. They would not be there unless they were rabid. And you know, a simple line of dialogue saying "Oh my God, they're rabid" would have sufficed. <laughs> but we didn't even get that. There's like he didn't know. This reason. movie is off the wall. He so. Another fact on Wicked or on IMDb was before writing this movie, Adam Green had never set foot on a ski resort, and I was like, "Yeah, it shows. Like this is 
a mishmash of like nothing. It's a nothing, nothing. sandwich. Nothing sandwich on nothing bread. I, yeah, it's bad. I yeah, I think like parts of it, the idea of freezing to death or of like being alone in like freezing temperatures and that being a horror movie is something that I think we're lacking. And it's a cool idea, but it doesn't happen here. Why wasn't it bears? Bears. Bears, bears live beats here. Battlestar Galactica. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, why wasn't it freezing to death? Why wasn't it head injury? Why wasn't it going crazy and stabbing each other? Any of those would have been more Even interesting. Even a single bear, okay? He falls off the ski lift. He breaks his legs. He's dragged screaming into the woods by a single bear. Done. Better movie. Is this The Revenant? Maybe. <laughs> I, though this is really ableist in a way, but he also looked really funny just like sitting there with like wolves surrounding him. Where he's like, I think hey, that guys. was also how bad the like practical... Effects, effects of like him having broken legs because it was so obvious he was like sitting it was, like, made underneath like, play-doh <laughs> yeah. yeah it was like uh you know like a scarecrow stuffing of the legs and they were like yeah it looked so yeah. funny yeah also, it was just so watching ridiculous. so when um sean ashmore's character joe is making the like climb across the cables his body double the whole movie sean ashmore is wearing like a army green coat and his stunt double is suddenly just wearing like a cream colored overcoat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They didn't have enough yeah, money to change it. Nobody zipped their jacket all the way up. I like, okay, so yeah, it's hard to prevent frostbite and she's maybe missing a glove. Tuck your little hands in your coat, pull your pull hoods your all, all the, way, the down. way down. Huddle together for warmth. I don't like. Why are you sitting so fucking far away from each other? I know you hate yeah, each like, other. We know you're mad, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're gonna die, but apparently not. They're not gonna freeze to death. I don't know. And she would have been way more frostbitten nose. Oh And it yeah. doesn't start oh, on no. your cheek. It starts on your fucking on nose. Your, the tip of your nose. It starts Everybody at the that. farthest point forward on your face. I don't, like, hey, do you know um, where there was a wolf attack more recently than when than there was a wolf attack in? New England? Canada. You'll never believe it. Canada, yes, but this is this will surprise you. Ontario. Well, yeah, that's also on the list, but that's not what I'm thinking of. <laughs> okay, wait, tell me. In 1857, a rabid wolf attacked six people in Green Valley, Arizona. <gasps> so Green more Valley. recently than this, the scenario that happened... In this movie, people were attacked in Rebecca's home desert state of Arizona. I, yeah, like, I, I think people who, like, have never been here, or, like, why would you know about some shit about Arizona if you've never been here or aren't from here? But we have, like, ski resorts, and it snows in a lot of places up north. Yeah, in the mountains. And, and there are wolves and bears. I don't think there are bears. It is more likely that this would happen in Arizona than in the actual... Oh, hello. Oh, hello, Frank. Frank the Tank. Uh, yeah, so I think it probably goes without saying that this movie is incredibly white. White, white, white. Mm-hmm. So, so white. There is no attempt to represent people of color. Honestly, probably for the best because this is a dookie movie. I'm sorry, Frankie's digging on the couch. Um <laughs> Also, extreme classism, like working class people, which I think is something that we saw 
again in Hatchet. Like, Adam Green just really doesn't like working class people, which is kind of nuts for someone that grew up in the greater Boston area. Like, way to be, like, a self-hating Massachusetts resident. <laughs> I mean, but not all people from Massachusetts hey, are... Uh, finance bros is a lot of money here, right? No, there's a ton of working class people here, and they're what makes Massachusetts, like, a better place to live. The finance bros make it worse. Ugh. So it's not, like, a cool take to hate working class people. It's, like, yeah, an icky Adam take. Green. And Adam Green, it doesn't make you look good. Um, when I went was there, when somebody I know got married, I'm not sure who. Uh, my sister and mom and I went to the ICA and we like parked downtown or parked up there like in the seaport and we were like walking around and uh, I was like I forget how many finance bros dress all exactly the same so we Vests. were blue or white button down and a puffy vest over top of it and it was October I'm so tired of it and we were counting them we went to lunch and then we went to the museum and we weren't even out that long and we were in the 50s it was I was like it's is so there that somebody pull you aside and and is like this is the only thing you're allowed to wear to work I don't know it's just wild mind. to me but finance bros are a different whole nother level they are a whole different thing yeah I think Boston is really losing what made it a special place to come up in my 20s it's just like getting more and more corporate and yeah like ick so i'm like pumped to be getting out tbh um i feel bad i feel like we didn't have like much discourse on this movie but it really is like a complete dud i don't recommend watching it if you feel called to it's free on tubi i also Rebecca and I were picturing Adam Green just, like, punching the walls when Frozen, starring (laughs) Anna and Elsa, came out in 2013. Let it go. Let it go. It's kind Um, of the same thing that happened to not Zac Efron, too. (laughs) Right? Something better that looked, you know, had the same name or looked the same came along and was like, sorry. Sorry about it. Sorry. Um, yeah, this movie was so bad. I feel like we really need to do a female director next. Like, this is bad. We can't keep going like this. I, um, yeah, I think that the only woman in this movie gets the worst treatment. And even though she survives, it was kind of like, I mean, of she'll never she be okay survive. mentally she, again. Like, she saw her friends get eaten by wolves. She said Dan was the one. Like, yeah. This is a bad moment. This is a low point for her. Low point. Um, Fun she's fact, lose that her character, cheek. Parker, she will have no cheek. Parker O'Neill makes a cameo in Hatchet 2. Yeah, so does, um, I think, Sean Ashmore. I think they, I think. He's in every horror movie. Maybe Kevin Zagers. I don't remember which one. But somebody else is in Hatchet 2. Sean Ashmore is like an underappreciated scream queen. Um, He's okay. He's fine. I don't know. I have no feelings just, about it. He's, like, pretty blah. He was in all of the X-Men, and I, like, have seen most of them. Was he, really like, likes Rogue's X-Men. boyfriend? Is that I think, or I'm not sure. Iceman? And Caesar really likes X-Men, and I've seen most of them, and I'm, like, I'm having a hard time picturing him. He's just, like, a little bit... I mean, sorry, Sean. I'm sure you're a nice person, but you're a little you bit don't, We don't need to... Boring. We don't need to say that. <laughs> I know you hate when um, I apologize for having mean for thoughts about white people. men. Uh, yeah, and yeah, Hatchet 2, he's fisherman number one. Aww. 
that's so nice for him. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was in that movie The Ruins that I talk about all the time. The like Which super racist seen. movie. <laughs> the super racist to. movie. You'll have to be more specific. <laughs> right? Okay, There's so too many. We will let you guys know what female director we decide on for our next episode. Also, this month is a bonus book club month. Um, I'm still waiting for my library hold to come through. I might have to march down there. Oh, we're doing. We've always always lived lived in in the castle castle by Shirley Jackson. If you want to read along with us and hop over to our Patreon Patreon. to join for a mere like two or three dollars a month. Oh, my husband is home. Oh, hi, Adam. Did you order just? I did. I got penguin pizza. Ooh. Oh, baby. Uh, Yeah. Do you do their mud program? No, not me, never. They did that at, um, what's it called? Parish Cafe, too. Anyway, we should wrap up. <laughs> um, okay, bye. No, uh, what are we going to fuck this week? I mean, fuck wolf attacks, but fuck they don't Adam really happen Green. in New England. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hate that guy. Let's, like, not do anything he's affiliated yeah, with on this spot again. We've already Girl Scout promised on it. <laughs> yes. Hi, honey. Um... Fuck, not freezing to death in a movie. Yeah, called Frozen. Free, if you're gonna be fro- uh, called Frozen, not starring Anna and Elsa, somebody better freeze to death. That's all I'm gonna say. So, I'll be waiting for Frozen to the freezing. Thank you the so freezing. much, Adam Green. Wolf Attack Three Thousand. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. That's well, all I got. always remember that you can't shut up word. And stay Which this ugly. movie really proved. <laughs> Honestly. Get fucked. Get fucked. Get fucked. All right, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye.